2: Radio family, happy weekend and welcome back once again. Great conversation awaits here on the weekend edition of Community Focus. Heard here on our Odyssey stations. Very nice to have your wonderful company and a great opportunity indeed to talk about good people who are doing some good things in our community. I can't think of the best person in the house to talk to. My buddy, I know he's yours too because I just always love it when we can get together to hear about the wonderful success stories. It's Especially of, for those of you who are taking that homeowner strut and you're getting out of that rental rut. And with that said, I can only be talking about one person who I so enjoy talking <laughs> about home ownership, and that is the ref- The official return of you, sir, Mustafa Shabazz. How have you been? Good morning to you.
0: Good morning, Renee. Thank you for having me. And I am doing wonderful. It's a pleasure to be back. And I appreciate every opportunity that you afford me to be on your program thank you so very much
2: you are so very welcome and i appreciate the knowledge my brother i really do thank you i tell you every time i have an opportunity to be on social media and this is really for all of my real estate uh, friends in the in the industry and in the business i mean it, it's just it makes me, I think, just as joyous to see others achieve the possibility because it's it's in reach for really each and every one of us when it comes to owning our own homes. But particularly for persons who didn't think that that reach was in front of them directly, but then they meet a person like you that shows them step by step that it really isn't a hard process when they go about it the right way, when they get in contact with the right people. And really the most important thing, in addition to us listening, is applying what we're told to do. (laughs) You know, And so when I think of all of those various uh, qualifications, you definitely fit that to a T. So my hats off to you for continuing to do not only what you do, Mustafa, but because of the number of years that you have been doing it, you do this because you love to help people.
0: Yes, that is correct. Thank you so much. You're
2: so welcome. It
0: is a, it is a passion. It is a Absolutely. passion of mine. And it, it's uh, sometimes it's. It Challenging. Right. Life is challenging for many of us We went through a very challenging year. Absolutely. Uh, and so we have a tendency to rise to the occasion mm-hmm. to meet the challenge. No doubt. So we have challenge. We have challenging uh, times ahead of us in terms of uh, in terms of housing, in terms of being able to uh, get into a home. But uh, we're gonna meet those challenges yeah. and we're going to persevere. Absolutely. And uh, we're gonna be successful. That's right. Uh, with, we're just gonna put... put
2: <laughs> absolutely, and with good folk like yourself, that is very much a possibility. And look at you, look what you did. That is a perfect segue into the first question that I have for you for the morning. How has the pandemic itself impacted the real estate
0: market? It, it has impacted it in ways that I did not foresee. Mm-hmm simply because we have we're experiencing record low inventory levels and i mean a record low inventory level wow. i don't think inventory levels have been this low since record keeping has been kept wow uh, so what we're experiencing is that uh, houses are pretty much flying off the market mm-hmm. I can, the the scenario that i i'm not sure if i used this scenario previously but i'm going to use it again yes. for those who don't may not quite understand where we are but last year in 2020 around this time in April there was a certain commodity in the grocery store that everyone was trying to get their hands Mm -hmm. on and it was uh, very elusive it was very hard to find it certainly Uh, was people were going all over town looking for this one particular item on the grocery store shelves Mm -hmm. and they couldn't find that item and if you remember that item was toilet paper. Yes, it certainly was. (laughs) Well, houses have now become the toilet paper. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So that's basically the, in a a nutshell, where we are in the housing industry, we're trying to find houses to buy because the inventory levels are so low and they're just absolutely flying off the shelves. The average days on market for a house now is four days. Really?
2: And you know what, Mustafa, you just took the words right out of my mouth. And I think that was just an excellent illustration that really drives home the point as to what is taking place for individuals that are now at a place or at a point where they're making that decision to get out of that rental rut and into the homeowner strut and are finding that yes the housing market has become the TP if you will as to what's going on <laughs> as far as looking for a place <laughs> wow well i mean just the
0: way you described it it was just it was just spot on so we are, and not only are the is the inventory levels very low mm-hmm. what we're also experiencing is that you have institutional buyers investors big money, highly leveraged investor conglomerates, mm-hmm. I may add, mm-hmm. that are going in and buying up a great deal of this inventory because mm-hmm. they can pay cash. Right. And when you've got someone who's tried to do the right thing mm-hmm. in terms of uh, becoming credit worthy where they can purchase a home, right? saving the money for the down payments exactly. for their closing costs, yeah. Dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's in terms of what it takes for a typical small family just starting out trying to get their first home. But they're doing everything that they can possibly do Mm -hmm. to put themselves in a situation where they can purchase and then they're competing against Against, conglomerates who have cash.
2: Mm, yeah.
0: Money exactly. make offers on property and they're snatching these these properties up and they're not buying them with the intent of reselling them. Exactly. They're buying them with the intent of renting them out.
2: Right, exactly. And
0: so it drives up the rental market as well, so that affordable renting becomes an issue, affordable housing becomes an issue, Mm -hmm. and it's a a snowball effect that is really creating a crisis, not just in the triad, but in most metropolitan areas in America, we're finding the same thing is taking place.
2: Wow, and this is where the knowledge, Mustafa, and we've talked about this time and time again, Truly comes in is that we have to be knowledgeable as to what's going on with the ups and downs of the housing market, so that when it does come time to make one of the most crucial decisions of many that we're going to make in life, and there there are quite a few. I mean, it's it's a arm's length and probably longer. But to emphasize the point. And why I'm so happy that you have returned with this here on the weekend edition of Community Focus to address where we're currently standing, especially nearly just a little over a year af- after this major pandemic, which is still with us and is likely going to continue to be with us for some time. But with that said, Mustafa, let me get one question in before we go to break. Are there still funds available for buyers to help with down payment assistance that you just talked about? The
0: the funds are there because the inventory levels are so low. Mm -hmm. The funds are plentiful because they're not being utilized uh, to the extent that they were prior to the pandemic and prior to us having an inventory shortage. So the funds are there. There are plenty of funds for down payment assistance. It's just trying to get to the point where you can actually utilize the funds Mm -hmm. and use the funds. And, and get a property under contract right. uh, to to use the funds. So funds are not an issue mm-hmm. right now. Interest rates are very low; they're still at historical lows. Right. The down payment assistance funds are available in most counties, mm-hmm. um, at least most metropolitan areas. Um, right. I can't attest to in rural communities what what those funds are are like, but they are they are available. So. Okay. Uh, that's not the big issue right now. It's Not is the funding. Uh, the big issue right now is the inventory. Is trying to find the property.
2: Absolutely.
0: Uh, which, which which and we may want to discuss this after break because certainly uh, there's a trap. There's there's something that's going on that's taking place right now. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons why I really want to come on and address this issue because too many people are setting themselves up for failure and and we we can discuss how that. Taking place, what's what's happening, and this, and I want to sound the alarm. Thank you for not that. Not falling to not fall into this trap.
2: Absolutely, and, and that is a perfect a stopping point for the first half of our program. So definitely we will have the time within the second half of the program. But my brother, I thank you as always. I look forward to this time when we can get together and, and really indeed talk about the good things that are taking place in our communities. So it is good to have you back, family. Let's take this break again to thank not only you, Mustafa Shabazz, but to thank you, Radio Family, for tuning in. Indeed, as soon as we can come back as quickly as possible, we we will continue with the second half. You are listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus, and we will be back after this break. It is more the weekend edition of Community Focus. Thank you for being with us. If you have been Radio Family since the start of the program, if you're just joining us, it is good to have your company as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. The weekend edition of Community Focus here every weekend on our Odyssey stations and great conversation with members of our Community Focus family. Definitely continuing in a great conversation with realtor Mustafa Shabazz. Not only have we, Mustafa, for the first half of the program, and as we're coming back from break to kind of catch our radio family up to speed with what's been going on, we talked about earlier how the pandemic has impacted the real estate market, whether or not there's still funds available for buyers to help with down payment assistance. The next important question that I want to start with here as we do return from break, many homeowners have asked for a forbearance from their mortgage company during COVID. How will this impact the industry going forward and especially or equally so for the homeowner?
0: Well, I think since we have been on the last time, we've had a change in administration as far as national leadership. Right. And how that uh, administration addresses this housing problem is yet to be determined. Mm-hmm. P- prior to this administration, what lenders uh, were doing is they were offering a forbearance to Homeowners that would allow them to stay in their home, not make a payment, right. uh, and basically put those payments on the on the back, back burner.
2: burner. right?
0: But with a forbearance, oftentimes what the lenders would do once they have the uh, the go ahead and mm-hmm. get the green light to proceed with foreclosure proceedings, they will move forward with foreclosure proceedings and will ask that homeowner to catch all those payments up. To catch those payments up, or to get it a modification to basically refinance the entire loan and start over, so to speak. Right. The problem with that is that a lot of people have lost jobs. Exactly. They've not been making their payments, but they don't have they don't have gainful employment anymore. A lot of them right. have lost jobs, especially in the middle to poor income communities where they are in a service oriented type of a a job or a factory uh, position, they may have lost their job, so they can't can't get a modification because they can't prove that they are able to make those payments. So you're gonna find a wave of foreclosures that's gonna probably hit the market at some point, and I can't say exactly when that will be, Mm -hmm. but I see that there will be a shift, there will be more foreclosures, more inventory coming onto the market. As a result of people not being able to stay in their fo- into their homes, mm-hmm. and lenders are now able to proceed with the foreclosure process. So but, that's going to that's going to significantly impact a lot of yeah. uh, homeowners who presently have homes. Exactly, it's going to open up the inventory a little bit in terms of having more to choose from. Right. But what's going to happen? And this is the this is the scenario. This is the problem that I'm foreseeing. This is what's is going on right now because of the lack of inventory every single property goes into a bidding war mm. there are multiple offers on just about every single property even crap properties that investors are snatching up for you know ten to fifteen thousand dollars I mean that, that's really a property that that possibly need to be torn down. Right. There's there's there are multiple offers on those as well. Wow. So what happens is that buyers are putting are being desperate. They're getting desperate to find something. Mm-hmm. They're settling. Right. They're, they want to find yeah. something so they're overbidding on properties. Wow. Wow. They're paying more than what the value of that property is. Mm-hmm. And what's occurring as well is that that you know, I just went on the contract with one yesterday. I didn't, I'm, I wasn't representing the buyer, mm-hmm. but where the, the buyer agreed to pay thousands of dollars more than what the house would appraise for if wow. the appraisal came in less than yeah. what their wow. contract was for. Oh, so first of all, they, they made offers thousands of dollars over this price mm-hmm. and then agreed to pay thousands mm-hmm. of dollars over the appraisal price, if right. if the appraisal came in less yeah and this is what the desperation is causing yeah. so basically what they're agreed to do is they're beginning they're agreeing to go into a property with negative equity from day one uh. so if you would take this scenario let's say you drive into a new car lot and you buy a brand new car mm-hmm. and as soon as you drive it off the, the lot you know you've lost money. Exactly, it depreciates. You've lost you you've lost money from day one. If right. you go try to sell that same car mm-hmm. a week from now, it's... you're going to lose money because you would not be able to get out of it what you paid for it once it's become a used car. Right, right, exactly. Same thing is taking place with with real estate right now. People are buying homes. They're closing on the home and then they're automatically in an upside down situation. Wow. You have you're negative equity. Yeah. So when the market adjusts and it will adjust, mm-hmm. it always adjusts.
1: Yeah.
0: We're in a seller's market. We were previously in a buyer's market. We're now in a seller's market, a true seller's, sellers market. market. And once it adjusts, valuations that have skyrocketed are going to come back down. Now, As for first time home buyers, particularly for first time home buyers, the biggest jump in valuation are in the middle and median income price houses. Mm -hmm. That's where the biggest jump in valuations are. So guess what happens when valuations start coming back Mm down? That's the first place it's gonna hit. Yeah, exactly. So now you bought you bought a home, you paid ten thousand dollars over valuation over Mm. over the appraised value if you got finance, the finance company is not gonna allow you to be financed for more but people have access to cash now because they've been saving right so they can afford to pay more than what the appraisal would come in for Mm. but when valuations adjust and and like I indicated previously it will adjust once it adjusts now you're twenty thirty forty thousand dollars underwater
2: exactly and that's, that is the reason why, Mustafa, I appreciate you coming back on, on the program, because you are constantly updating us with this type of information that's helping us in that decision making process and how important it is that we do our research, that we make sure that we are really, like you said earlier, dotting our I's and crossing our T's. Now, let me take that one step further. Let, let's talk a little bit. Shift gears a little bit. You think interest rates are going to remain favorable?
0: I, I've heard just this week that they're indicating that interest rates will remain low mm-hmm. through 2022. Okay. So I don't see a significant jump, jump a rise in interest rates right now. Right. Because it's it's really driving the market.
2: Okay. Now let me backtrack uh, just just a little mm-hmm. bit because you were you were giving the the scenario of individuals when we look back just a year ago in terms of when many people were likely laid off for a job or had lost their job due to covid and they were in that forbearance period in all the years that you have been in realty what's the general average if any that a homeowner will pay in terms of a monthly mortgage can you kind of give me a a little bit of a a price
0: range probably somewhere between $1, thousand and twelve hundred dollars okay definitely. for for first for a first time home, home for first time homeowner that's typically uh mm-hmm. you know good range after right. up, up to up to fifteen hundred dollars a month okay uh, and if there's a two Two adults working in the home. Right. Typically that that that's that's affordable. Right. Uh, if they've got if they've got decent jobs, up to fifteen hundred dollars a month.
2: And I appreciate you sharing that because what I was trying to do when you when we were on that subject matter, trying to do the math in my head, because like you said, with some lenders, they're asking you to collectively pay that all at one time. So if you're breaking down the math on that, that is that's a pretty heavy load for an individual to try to carry especially if one is currently unemployed or like you said and it may be a scenario where both individuals may not be presently employed or currently working but like you said when we see the housing market and how it's constantly shifting there are going to be some highs and there are also going to be some lows so with that Let's focus a little bit on in asking you, can you speak to the housing crisis that's currently taking place in America?
0: Yes. uh, I spoke a little bit on it. Let me uh, elaborate a little bit more on on what's taking place uh, because we spoke previously about the Conglomerates or the investors who have deep, deep pockets exactly. who are going in and and, and purchasing these uh, properties Popets. and using them for rental properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard it just uh, this week about a, a community in Texas. Mm-hmm. It was a D, it was a Dr. Horton community. They had built an entire neighborhood, a community. Uh, And they sold the entire new construction community to one conglomerate, to one big corporation. And they were going to rent out every single Single one of of them. them. So that's something that I heard of. But let me tell you something that I have experienced personally. Mm -hmm. And it it was the same here in Winston-Salem. And I was trying, in fact, uh, in this particular community, I, I sold my last two new construction homes in that community, but I knew there were several other. There were quite a few others that were being built, mm-hmm. but they were pending. They were already under contract. And my concern was, my question was, well, what, what agent, uh, who, who's who got these under contract? Yeah. And I was just doing it out of curiosity. Right, right. So I pulled, up, I pulled up all the properties that were pending in that community to see what agents had them under contract. Let me see, let me see what my com- competition is doing out here. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: To my surprise, I found that there was one agent Mm -hmm. out of Raleigh, Durham, who had about 10 properties under contract in this one community. Really? That let me know that they were selling to an investor client Mm -hmm. uh, representing, we're representing an investor client who were buying all of these brand new new construction properties to use as rental properties.
1: Wow.
0: So uh, that, that just, you know, confirmed what I was already thinking was taking place. Right. Secondly, what else? Another thing that's taking place, and yeah. I just saw this yesterday, that the cost of lumber mm-hmm. is going to continue to rise to 191%. Mm. of where it is so not only are the inventory levels low new construction is is being priced so much higher out of the grasp of first time home Home buyers buyers, because the cost of the material has the cost of housing to new construction to continuously continuously go up. Mm-hmm. So that now now there's no new construction that first time home buyers can afford to buy. Right. Um because the materials are so high yeah. and the builders have to pass that that cost on, on to mm-hmm. the consumer. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening. So we have also in America that's contributing to this crisis this housing crisis is the supply chain yeah. The supply chain is being impacted significantly because of, of whatever reason, you know, uh, people not cutting down enough trees, uh, the plants that's processing lumber, mm-hmm. they're short on help, whatever the case may be. Uh, but there is a shortage in the there is a lack of of uh, inventory, uh, lack of supplies that's feeding the supply chain, mm-hmm. and it's causing the cost of materials to go up, which in turn causes the cost of housing to to rise as well. Right. So it's, it's a very, very serious issue that we're dealing with now. Something that's gotta be addressed that won't be remedied tomorrow mm-hmm. or the day after tomorrow, or next week or next month. Right. It's gonna take us a while to recover yeah. from this. But what I would like to say to potential buyers, mm-hmm. home buyers, is that we need to continue to say you need to have an advocate working on your behalf so that you don't Absolutely. make uh, these significant uh, financial decisions based on emotions. This is not a time to make an emotional decision. Mm-hmm. It needs to be one based on sound rationale and sound judgment. And you need someone who really is an advocate for you, who really cares about your needs, your future needs, and not just someone that's trying to make a sale. Someone who's really concerned about your well-being down the road—not today, not tomorrow, but a year from now, two years from now, five years from Mm -hmm. now—these decisions gonna come back and, and impact you and impact your lives in a way that you couldn't imagine if you don't go about this doing it correctly.
2: Very true, and thank you for emphasizing that, Mustafa, and why I am so happy that we were able on a day like today to bring this conversation to the weekend edition of Community Focus. And that is a way with which I will segue into saying thank you once again, Radio Family, welcoming some of you who may just be joining us. Again, you're listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus here on our Odyssey stations. We bring not only the conversation, but we bring the knowledge and we bring the experts on various topics of discussion to this public affairs program. And today I have one of the best in the business in realtor, Mustafa Shabazz, with Fathom Realty. Now, Mustafa, with that, are there other factors relative to COVID nineteen that are also impacting home ownership for either first time or move up home buyers?
0: Yeah, there are other factors, that it all ties to the level of inventory, uh, right. especially for move up buyers who want to move into a to a larger home who want mm-hmm. to sell their home to take advantage of their equity position. And this again this is something that really needs to be taken into serious thought we need to have yeah. very serious thought as it relates to putting your houses on the market now I would I love listings I love to work with sellers
1: mm-hmm.
0: but one of the things that I'm uh, that I ask sellers prior to them talking about putting their house on the market is that do you have any idea where you're gonna go yeah. if you sell your house? Right. Where are you gonna go?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> because if you put your house on the market, and as I indicated previously, the average days on market is four, four days. days. Yeah, four days. Wow. We are at a point nine zero month supply. Mm. In other words, there presently, before I came on the air, there are twelve hundred. And 88 active listings right now in the Triad MLS mm-hmm. comprised of, four, of a four county area. So there's 1,288 properties in four counties with over 6,000 agents.
2: Whew. Okay. Wow. <laughs> if, if that gives okay. you any indication, Radio Family, as you're trying to do the math in your head as I'm trying to do right now, that is incredible.
0: Yeah, it is incredible. It's, I've never seen anything quite like this before. So if you're a seller and you're looking to sell, mm-hmm. oftentimes what what's happening is that sellers are putting their house on the market. They're not thinking that it's going to sell that quickly, right? And then the house sells, and they can't find anything else,
2: right? They exactly, can't
0: find anything else, and now they end up winning.
2: <laughs> yes
0: right so it's a very serious situation that we're dealing with right now in in the uh, in America period absolutely and particularly a- in the uh in metropolitan areas mm-hmm. there, we're experiencing this all over uh and you can find that information out it's out there about how bad the housing situation is but in the same sense if you're looking to rent mm-hmm. the rental market is is just as bad if you're, yeah. you're as far as housing is concerned, I'm sure there are apartments out here, but trying but trying to find a house to rent, mm-hmm. you're, you're, to find something decent, you're, you're gonna pay twelve hundred dollars, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars a month wow. just, just to, to find, rent to try to find something decent. Mm-hmm. So you really, really need to have good, good advice. Absolutely, it relates to to make to making these moves. It cannot be a A knee-jerk reaction, it's got to be one based on a sound rationale.
2: Very true, Mustafa. And I appreciate you for continually stressing that because it's an old cliche that the majority of us have grown up either knowing or perhaps saying to someone else, knowledge is key, but it's so true and it's so important. And that's why for those, Mustafa, who may be listening to this program for the first time, and they find themselves in that position. Let's reemphasize the importance in in the last remaining minutes of the program. I can't believe how quickly time always flies. Once again, explain the difference between a seller's market and a buyer's market and how both impact especially a new potential home buyer.
0: All right. So... I'm going to give you the scenario of a, most people are familiar with a a seesaw Mm -hmm. and how it's balanced. You know, there's, it goes up, one side goes up, other side comes down. When we went through the foreclosure crisis back in 2008, 2009, 2010, it was leaning heavily on the buyer side. It was a buyer's market because it had we had plenty of inventory
1: right and that
0: inventory was being fueled by foreclosures Mm -hmm. interest rates were not as favorable we had plenty of inventory out here new construction inventory uh, because people just weren't buying Mm -hmm. people were losing the homes in fact at one point we had lenders that were paying people up to ten thousand dollars to do a short sale and them not have to foreclose on their property because they did not want the inventory. So we had a buyer's market because we had plenty of inventory, Mm -hmm. okay? That drove prices down because there was so much competition out here that you could find deals. You could find properties with equity in it. You could go into a property with equity from day one. Right. The seller's market on the other hand is the exact opposite of where we were back in 2008 and 2009 mm-hmm. right. there's a need for inventory there's a lacking of inventory and when there's a more demand than there is supply mm-hmm. it drives the price of a commodity up, oh. right because the demand for that commodity exceeds the supply of mm-hmm. that commodity and this is where we are right now so people are willing to pay more mm-hmm. for a house than what they probably would need to be or need to be paying mm-hmm. because they're they're desperate so that's the difference between a, a buyer's market and a seller's market uh, Th- it's it's about supply mm-hmm. and demand. And demand.
2: Thank you for that, mm-hmm. beautifully explained, sir. And so, my final question to you—well, actually, two. One will be the <laughs> contact information. But before you share uh, that, where do you see us headed as a nation, considering everything that is happening within the housing industry?
0: What I think is needs to take place, in and what's probably going to take place, is that there's probably going to be some type of government interventions that will enable homeowners to probably stay in their homes a little bit longer and give them some type of relief. So I can probably foresee that there will be some type of uh, modification being offered to homeowners so that they can stay into their homes so that we won't have that big flood of inventory of foreclosure properties hitting the market, bringing down values in communities and that will decimate the equity position of everybody in that community. So mm-hmm. once a property in the community starts goes into foreclosure, it has a domino effect on all the other properties in that community. Right. And it will decimate the equity position of people in that in that neighborhood. So I don't see uh we have a more sensitive hmm Caring administration that that will look out more for the average person, right. um, and who is com- that's compassionate? That's the word I was looking for. You-, you know, we we can combine conservatism with compassionism. You know, we can have we can be both conservative and compassionate, yeah.
2: with emphasis on the compassion yeah. part.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So I can see that the uh, that the government will have to intervene mm-hmm. to give some relief to some of these homeowners so that they not end up in foreclosure as, as i said before once we get through this pandemic and we start getting back on jobs and we start right. manufacturing and starts back up at full scale as it was before mm-hmm. and we can bring prices down on, on commodities right. that 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 go into a home, that will that will begin to bring prices down as well. So it's it's not something that's going to take place immediately overnight. It's right. going to be over a period of time. Yeah. But uh, I, I feel confident that we will uh, rebound from that and that we'll be okay.
2: Well, Mustafa, as always, thank you so much for the knowledge. And the great conversation you always bring here on the weekend edition of Community Focus. Now, I'm sure our radio family may have some additional questions for you. So where or how is the best means of reaching out to you post today's program?
0: So probably the best way to communicate with me is to text me. You can text a question to this number, 336 336- Nine eight six zero six nine five. I repeat that number is three three six nine eight six zero six nine five. Once again, this is Mustafa Shabazz. I'm with Fathom Realty. We are in the in the Triad. We work all of the Triad, and I'll be more than happy to to help you to assist you in any way that I possibly can. uh, If it's just giving you some information that Mm -hmm. will make this your life a little bit easier. But my thing is to try to help you as much as I possibly can.
2: Wonderful job. As always, my friend, thank you so much. You know, with me never any goodbyes just until next time.
0: Well, thank you, Renee. Uh, Listen, I really appreciate uh, Appreciate you having me on your program again. Uh, I look forward to coming on and I felt, and I'm hoping that uh, if there was something that uh, I was able to to get out there that could help someone. I hope that you know it, it's beneficial. My main concern. Coming on today was to sound the alarm, not not to fall into these not to fall into these traps.
2: And thank you for sounding that alarm. Always appreciate your family, really, really do. And radio family, likewise, for you. Thank you again and continually for the good things you're doing in our community. So Mustafa, until that next time, again, thank you for the much needed conversation as we officially bring to a close another great conversation. You have been listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus. Stay safe and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Radio family, take care.